headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jennifer starts off this hour in Philadelphia. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Dave. Hi, Rachel. How are you guys? Great. How can we help? So my husband and I are on baby step two, and I'm looking at the seven baby steps, and I had a question about baby step five, not to jump ahead, but... um, my daughter is 27, and I just found out about you, in my defense, in March. So she has student debt, about $70,000, um, because mom didn't pay for it. I had a different perspective prior to listening to you. So my question is, when I get to baby step five, should I help her pay off her student debt, or is it now her responsibility because mom didn't help sooner? Although I did give her 15000 with my husband's help on her room and rent. Um, I don't know if I've ever had this question before. It's an interesting perspective, though, because usually it's the 27-year-old that calls us and says, I'm debt-free. I paid off $70,000 in student loan debt. Uh, because technically, you know, it's her debt that she took on. Yes, was the guidance from you a knowing helping her into that situation of debt yes um but to a point i'm like ah, it, it it was her that did it though do you know what i'm saying it was her that got the education but I signed is- off on some of those loans with her because again i had a totally different perspective sure, I wish totally. I had totally I mean, are you are you a co-signer it, now is that what you're saying no she's so responsible okay. she refinanced so what, how, you, you didn't sign name. off on anything then well, I did, but then she refinanced. Oh, okay. Okay, so wh- she has $70,000 in student loan debt. What is her degree in? She is a nurse. She has BSN. Okay. And wh- is she single? She is. What does she make? Between eighty and 85000 more than mom. Okay. You are a sweet lady. You do not owe Thank this you. money. You do not owe this money. Okay. Your daughter is um, legally, morally, and capable of handling this. Okay. And mathematically capable of handling it. It's not you. You didn't harm her. Um, you didn't set out with malice to. You didn't benefit from this in some way. This is not money you stole. That was your daughter's from her trust fund. This is not anything like that. She simply went in student. I mean. If um, no, you're not liable. I don't. You're not liable, and I, I want to set you free. And I got a feeling your daughter doesn't think you're liable. She doesn't. She okay. she actually is okay because her and I have talked about. She's okay with paying it, yeah. but I'm like, you know, I understand. According to you, feel steps, guilt. I should have saved for her. Yeah, you're a sweet lady. You're very sweet. Thank you. And yeah, it's just um, you have a good heart and a a, a strong conscience, and that's a good thing. Um, so. If you were uh, worth $20 million or $5 million or something like that, and you wanted to take 70000 and write a check and pay it off, that would be fine. Uh, you're not in that situation. 
And if you did do that, it would not be a baby step five thing anyway. It would be a baby step seven thing. Right. It would just be, I'm helping my kids because I'm rich. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not there yet. Well, you'll, you'll be there. You'll be there someday, but she'll be out of debt by the time you're there. So, um, yeah, and she's, she's okay. You have not harmed her for life. She is not permanently scarred. This isn't, she's not under some kind of burden she can't recover from. You have not destroyed her. Um, she's fine. She's going to get her debts paid off. And, uh, I tell you what, let's, let's let her go through financial peace university and Rachel and I will pay for it. We'll give it to you. Okay. Oh, wow. That would, um, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Sign her up and send her through that and, um, and just tell her that we're cheering for her. Yeah, because Jennifer Thank too. You. We we when we talk to families on the baby steps, you know, we we tell them that like, hey, if you're on baby step, you know, five and your kid is a senior in high school and you don't have the money, college is not an entitlement, and you are not a bad parent for not helping fund college. There are ways to go to school debt free. Now I understand that this is the back end of that conversation of you maybe encouraging the student loans or telling it's not a big deal, all that. So I get that guilt, uh, but you have to let that go, Jennifer. I mean, I think that, you know, Pete, we've had two calls on the stage with people that had student loans and they, a nurse literally in the first segment and she worked her way out. So it is mathematically possible for your daughter to become debt free. She paid off $80,000 and she was 33 years old. Yeah. So yeah, it's very, that's very right. close. That's very right. Very close. And it was a nurse. So it's doable. But I think, again, your heart behind it, Jennifer, is awesome. And I think that there could be a great goal because you're you wanting to, um, m- you know, f- quote unquote, fix that mistake that maybe you helped guide her in. Uh, maybe you make a goal for yourself and baby step seven, I want to take my daughter and we're going to go on a great vacation and yeah. I want to pay for it and enjoy it and make yeah. that a goal for baby step seven. You know, you can still do stuff to bless her and to love her, but you are not obligated, nor are you in a position yet to feel like you have to cover that 70,000 yeah. that's in her name. Exactly. And, uh, but it, it is nice to talk to people with honor. Mm-hmm. and that have a conscience and, and that, that feel the responsibility as a parent yeah. too right that's, because that's it's nice. that feeling that's of good. like man i messed that one up and i want to go and repair that so that's a very honest yeah. honest feeling but the position you're in jennifer i would just i would keep going along and she's going to be okay yep open phones at 888-825-5225 thank you for joining us america we're so glad you're here we appreciate you being with us the evils of the student loan debacle continue <laughs> and uh the uh, documentary borrowed future is heating up again uh the, its popularity is um randomly organically rising with the uh biden administration's token offer to prop up the midterms with a uh with a student loan sort of kind of maybe probably not forgiveness uh so i heard an interesting another stat on this today all right give it to me so um uh, my friend Stephen mansfield who hates student loans as much as i do and spends a lot of time in washington coaching and working with um uh, legislators senators congressmen from both sides of the aisle um and uh his podcast i was listening to it today that came out just a couple of weeks ago um he made an interesting observation uh he says that they have absolutely no intention of forgiving the student loans Hmm. It's a complete political move. And he never does this because he's always level-headed academic type, right? And he said the reason we know this is is that zero work has been done at the administrative level in the Department of Education on any of the websites at studentaid.gov. None of them knew this was coming. 
you got 30 million people you've got to serve with this program, and you've done absolutely zero side even, preparation yeah. on the technical or the uh, or the staffing that's going to be required, the number of people, and it's all got to hit by the end of the year, and they've done zero translation. They're not really going to do it. That was an interesting prediction. It was all political. He says, just to prop up the midterms. This is The Ramsey Show. Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. We have created the best way to do your daily goal setting and motivation. It is a modification of a product that we did with Christy Wright that was vastly popular, and Rachel is doing the unboxing as we speak. I just learned that unboxing is a thing. Oh, yeah, apparently, gotta, opening a box on Instagram is a good thing. Over to Instagram, lots wow, of look at this. Here. And so, the uh, Ramsey Goal Planner is here. Uh, at least the first copy. Uh, we will start taking orders this week, and it will be with you for 2023. We'll actually ship them in October. It is larger in format and thus thinner because we had people ask us to not make it so chunky. The other one was more like a brick, right? Uh, I guess so. I don't really remember. Remember, it was, it was smaller and thicker. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. this has got the, uh, uh, you know, a day, a month at a glance, and then it's got daily well, this goals. This is someone's personal. And uh, somebody wrote in it. I don't know whose it is, but yeah. Ah, I saw mom's birthday. I was yep. like, oh no. But in each, <laughs> at the beginning of each, uh, at the beginning of each, there's a uh, an article by Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, or George Camel, and they'll challenge you to work on your financial, your relational, your spiritual goals all through the year. Yep. And set your goals and get things going. It begins in, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful the item. design is gorgeous. The designs is good. The it's actually very practical, very usable for your calendar and for tracking your spiritual goals, your financial goals, everything else. You can walk all the way through this. And uh, man, I got to tell you, this thing has been very, very popular. We've sold out of them every year, and every year we've tweaked them and iterated. I guess is a better word, and yep. made them better. So it's pretty cool. Uh, they're forty nine ninety nine, and they're uh, available. Uh, for pre-sale now they will ship out in october the ramsey gold planner good job rachel well i love it because you get the month at a glance mm-hmm. um that you're able and then a week some, at a, and then a week on two yeah pages, and then some know. teaching uh whether it's on spirituality mm-hmm. relational financial mm-hmm. and then you got your per week so a week at a glance so it's yeah there's not tons of stuff i mean it, it, it's good teaching in it and everything but yet it's practical because for me when i look at my calendar i'm like i just need simple like if i'm getting this this is this is what i need so yeah. it's a mix of everything Get to the point you right? want on yeah. a planner and that's what it is so it's good awesome stuff. and it's and it's beautiful there's like gold yeah foil good it's a, it's a good you design that? you see that good shine work. good see work that shine? shiny shiny shine shine Connor so is on the debt-free stage in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions with a question. Hey, Connor, what's up? Hey, how are you today? Great, man. How can we help? Um, I work for a, a family-owned business. Mm-hmm. My family's been in business for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is uh, about ready to retire next year, mm-hmm. um, and that would put my wife and I um, in the in the position of taking over the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question for you is... Um, 
what steps should I take to prepare for that transition and, and what steps have the two of you taken to prepare for that eventual transition here at Ramsey? Yeah, it's a great question. And so you're in the business currently? Currently. <laughs> yeah. How many team members are with you guys? About 30 full-time. Okay. Uh, what do y'all do? What's the business? Catering. Okay. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. so great. Does do the you, team see this coming? Yes. Okay, okay. So they know. That's good. I was going to say, number one is just communication. Do they, do they think you can do it or do they think you're incompetent? They think oh. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> good. It's important. Connor, you can't do it. I, did, I, didn't <laughs> say, I didn't ask him if he could do it, if he was competent. I was just asking if they thought he was. I know. I know. I know. That's I know. a different thing. That's true. That's true. Different yes, thing. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah. Dave, Dave could probably speak to more of the logistical financial legal I don't, I don't know all of all of that but i think just from a from a team perspective uh i would if i were you because it's going to be here in the next what 12 months mm-hmm. so i would start leading more and more and more and having him the slower the transition out the easier it is when it's just whiplash you know even if everyone knows it's happening and it's just like day one here you are connor and he's gone it's just so quick mm-hmm. If there's a gradual transition you guys can do with responsibility and leading the team, the team seeing you slowly, month after month, being more and more visible, more and more in it, taking more and more responsibility, leading more and more. So that way, when a year happens in a year, when that transition happens, it feels like, oh yeah, Connor was basically doing it anyways. And it's just, it's it's an easier transition on everyone when it's gradual versus really fast. And the key customers as well. Mm-hmm. They need to know. Oh, that's true, too. Your key accounts that you guys, if they you guys to, have you consistent know, accounts. Y'all need to, you and your dad need to be hanging out with them together. Okay. And, and then your dad doesn't need to go. You need to go. Okay. And that kind of stuff, back and forth, so that they, they kind of have that, oh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Because this is the way it's kind of been all year, you know, and it didn't kill us when, you know. And so, uh, you know, in a sense, you're watching that here, mm-hmm. okay? We went from the Dave Ramsey show to the Ramsey show about a year and a half ago, and uh, we went to co-hosts on the air about two and a half years ago. And that's been part of a decade-long plan to gradually even transfer the brand so that you folks, our listeners, begin to trust these guys because they're trustworthy. When I'm not here, two of the Ramsey personalities are sitting here and you all, some of you like it better, which is fine. That's good because there's someday, someday I'm not going to be here. You know, I'm the oldest one of the bunch. So okay, let me ask this question between you and your dad: Is he did he start this business? <laughs> yes. Okay, so we got the Gen One. How's he doing for turning and over? They, I know. I was like, emotionally, there is something when you when he he's built this thing. Like he has grinded. He's put his his it's his like sending mind your to kid it. off to college. I mean, <laughs> it's a they. There's a lot of deep ownership because they they're, they're the ones that sacrificed, right? We had the benefit of second Gen Gen Two coming in and helping alongside and hopefully growing it even further but there's a gen one um holding on emotionally that is very real which i i would totally understand so how do you feel like he will do in a year when the transition occurs or even in the next 12 months as you guys start to transition will he let go of the reins do you think I, i think so it's um unfortunately we're in a position where it's um where he he needs to retire it's a health concern that's that's arisen okay. so um it's that's that's the the process there yeah mm-hmm. okay. gotcha. so he's not got a choice right yeah because what's what mm. she's talking about what happens is gen one turning over to gen two as we've studied family business transitions and we've studied a bunch of them uh is the most difficult one emotionally uh it's actually the easiest one in some other ways but because gen one the founder is always a hard head because that's what enables you to pull it off, right? Mm-hmm. You have to b- fight through the briars and the bushes and b- 
beat off the lizards and everything else to, to kill the dinosaurs, whatever it is you've got to do to, <laughs> to get it done, right? you got to get her done. And, and so then when you get ready to turn that over, uh, and, and I in, I did it as an act of intentionality. I started working on it uh, 14 years ago. We started the first stages of our very, very, very gradual succession plan that will probably has another decade left in it, give or take. Um, and so, uh, uh, but the first time I planned to be less important and then I was, it was kind of disturbing. <laughs> it was a little emotionally shocking and I did it on purpose and I still went, oh, I don't know if I like this. Okay, so how can Jen, how can a Rachel and a Connor, a, a Gen 2 help Gen 1? I'm not asking selfishly. I'm really asking for you, Connor. How can he best love his dad in this coming year? Be outrageously competent. Mm. Okay. Be so good that he knows he's not screwed up by handing it to you. And it makes it easier to hand it. it it's like if you're teaching a teenager to drive, how can you let them leave the leave the house in a you know, $30,000 automobile? I mean, it's a good car. And you're not worried about the kid. They're going to kill the car, right? And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, but how do you let them do that? Well, you've ridden with them so much that you've watched them drive and they're competent and you've been able to mentor them. You've been able to talk to them about, you know, you missed your blinker and no, you can't look at your dadgum phone while you're driving. And, you know, you've had these conversations and you've mentored and mentored and mentored and mentored and they've proven themselves competent so that when the brake lights are tapped as they leave the driveway uh, first time at 16 or 17 years old and drive away, you don't pass out on the floor and with anxiety. You go, they're going to be okay. And your dad's the same way. You prove you can drive the car. Mm -hmm. And then when you, go, when you drive off in the car, he's not going to be worried about you or the car. And then here's another fascinating thing, Connor, which you know the stats because studying business, I don't have it in my head, family business. But there's a small percentage of success from Gen 1 to Gen 2 and even less from Gen 2 to Gen 3. Right. But the ones that do succeed, there was like attributes about those family businesses that you were like yeah. that. I had a higher calling for one thing. You have to have a sense of calling on this. It can't be just a J-O-B. And uh, it's, you know, I, it's bigger than just me. It's bigger than just dad. It's just, it's even bigger than the company. We've got a big higher calling. And we're so, serving these people yeah. with our catering business to help accomplish what they need. And we're here to help them, right? Like you find that thing in there. Sense of nobility. That's big, yeah. Sense of nobility in business. And there is a sense of nobility in business. But you got to, the people that have that have a higher chance of turning it over well. Yeah. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Jacob and Jenna are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, good. how are better you doing? Good, better than most, Dave. Good, good, good to have you guys. Where do you live? Uh, we're, we live in Indianapolis. Oh, cool. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you guys paid off? Uh, we paid off $106,154.91 in total. Way to go. Wow. And how long did this take? Uh, 25 and a half months. Wow. Good for you. And your range of income during that two years? Uh, we started the first year at 81000 and then finished the second year at 126000 Wow. Nice job. Good work. So, what do you do for a living? 
Um, I'm an athletic trainer in an outpatient setting. Uh-huh. And I work as a manager in a warehouse. Okay. Very good. So what? why did your income go up so much? Uh, I got a couple from promotions at work. There you go. That's good. Congratulations. Just in that. time. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> well done. Well done. What kind of debt was the 106000 100% student loans. Whoa. Gorilla Navian Sally Mae. <laughs> yes. Gave the old woman her eviction notice. Yep. Yes. What are your degrees in? Um, I have a bachelor's in athletic training. Mm-hmm. And I graduated in chemical engineering. All right. Very good. Very cool. So Some how long y'all degrees. been? I'm sorry? Smart degrees. Yes, yes. <laughs> Both of them are smart. So uh, uh, how long y'all been married? Uh, a little over two years. Okay. So about the time you get married, you say, game on, we're cleaning this up. How did all this go down? How did this conversation happen and this connection to the Ramsey way? Yeah. So it really started my freshman year of college when the debt started accumulating. Really, she only had 3500 I had the rest. So sorry. Married yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shout out. $103,000. You thought he was worth that? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> think so. <laughs> she stuck with me since the eighth grade. So, I mean, oh, we're going to be. Yeah, we're eighth grade oh, sweethearts. Yeah, That's you kind of knew what you were getting into there. Yeah, yeah. I did. I'll give a shout out to my freshman roommate, Logan Urbanski, who introduced myself to your principals, but I didn't really listen to him. Obviously, I was a failed student there, but we got married in June of 2020, a COVID wedding. Oh, wow. We uh, moved up to Indianapolis. She started working. I still had a class left for my degree. Uh, I wasn't working, and she said, hey, if we're going to be really doing this, get your butt to work, please. <laughs> and Let's do this together. And I college. Uh, I followed Ken Coleman's principles. Uh, I was working in a warehouse as an associate and then graduated with an engineering degree, but they had a management role for new hires for a college and got there and got a couple promotions. Wow. Just like that. Boom, boom. So Ken, Col- Ken Coleman helped here. Yep. Yeah, he did. Okay, so you're newlyweds. Start this journey where most people you know will get married and oh yeah they go and get new cars and they buy a house and they're taking great vacation they're just living their newlywed life but you guys are like no we're gonna pay off six figures of student loan debt yep. okay so what yeah. was the hardest part of that and what was the part that would maybe maybe is the glimmer of hope for newlyweds out there they're like no i would do it now versus later um, well, you know, we were making more money than we've ever made in our entire <laughs> lives. So I guess that made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but communication was definitely key for us um, going into it. I'm definitely the free spirit. He's the nerd. He's got all the numbers. Um, so just two different minds kind of coming together. Um, and just, I don't know, communication has been, I feel like, the biggest thing. Yeah. For me, the hardest part was the emotion tied to it. Once we became married and it was like send down, putting all the numbers together it, finally connected emotionally with me and spiritually with ourselves and then we were just game on at that point Mm. okay so your roommate introduced you at your freshman year but you said nah Mm -hmm. so how did you connect back up to us at this proper moment after marriage and go okay i remember that crazy guy ramsey or what was the deal i mean how'd you reconnect yeah so i mean i never really left ramsey i would listen to the podcast and everything and so as a newly married couple we didn't really have financial habits so we just stuck with the plan and before we could make any bad habits. Started then, a plan. Yeah, we yeah. started. And we also did Financial Peace University through our church um, oh, online, okay. which definitely helped me with the process. Yeah, you you got to catch up on what he had been learning. Exactly, and exactly. And not doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good, very good, very good, cool. All right, so this is pretty intense. I mean, you guys got after it for two years. You've been on beans and rice. There's not a lot of room in this budget. No. Nope. I mean, who, who made fun of you? <laughs> uh, some 
a little bit from all of our families, a little bit. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it was all good harassing, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought, they the, thought you'd lost your mind and joined a cult. <laughs> yeah. And what was yeah. it? What did they think that y'all were like? What what were what would be the jabs? Was it like, oh, you're not going out to eat, guys? Enjoy life. Y'all are too serious. Like, what was the? Yeah, it was little stuff like that. I remember sitting around the campfire and his brother-in-law, you guys always talk about your broke brother-in-law, <laughs> talk, <laughs> talking about something about credit cards and going overseas. And I was like, gosh, dang it, Jacob, what are we doing? <laughs> we're sticking to the plan. That's sticking what we're doing. To the plan. Sticking to the plan. That's we're great. not following him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, we love them. We yeah. love all our family. They've been really supportive throughout all of this. For sure. Um, even though they give us a couple of jabs here and there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. that, that's kind of like motivation. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, well, watch this. Watch yes. my dust. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Well done, y'all. Okay, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Um, I would just say discipline, um, knowing your why in all of it. Like, What was your why? I feel like, um, you know, being able to build wealth and leave a legacy for our family going forward, um, like whenever we have kids and be able to live and give like nobody else um, and be able to have it be God's glory and I feel like that's my big motivation with all of it yeah. and um, just staying committed like I said having communication with each other is really key in marriage yeah um, I kind of have two thought processes first any high school age students that are forced to listen by their parents or willingly to uh, <laughs> listening right now please know that student loans are not free money they do cost you interest, time, and stress and stuff. Mm -hmm. So two years of your life. Two years of our lives. Yes. Please just avoid it and get and not have it in your life. And secondly, uh, just like a, I think at the previous debt free screamer said that, just believe that there is another option out there of living and that you can do it. But please commit yourself to it. It's mm, good. That's so good. Well, you guys, you did it. So how does it feel? How does it feel to finally have no student loan debt? It feels good to see the bank account start growing a little bit yeah. with the yeah. emergency fund. Yeah, be able to keep that money. <laughs> <Yeah>. For sure, <laughs> yes. for sure. She says she's more motivated to work now since we get to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I, <laughs> I don't argue that a bit. It's like, oh, wait, that's mine. Yeah, yep. I get yeah. to spend it in joy. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's very awesome, cool. you guys. Good Congratulations. Job, you guys. We're Thank very, you. very proud of you. Good work. Good work. Hey, we got another copy or another membership to Financial Peace University. Give it to your brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy that needs that. And uh, Baby Steps Millionaires for you guys. This is the next chapter in your story. Like you said, you can go on and build wealth and live like no one else and give like no one else. Uh, this is our latest number one around here. And, of course, a Total Money Makeover book, and you can use that to bonk somebody on the head with, as someone said earlier. It's not a bad thing to use. So uh, help somebody get started on the whole process and everything that you've learned. So we're very, very proud of you. You're an impressive young couple. Well done. Thank you. Thanks. Good work, good work, good work. Jacob and Jenna, don't you wish you had started your marriage this way out there in America? Yes. 106000 paid off in 25 and a half months, the first two years of marriage, making 81 to 126. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free. Yeah. <laughs> that is how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. You know, when I... Uh, 
first started teaching this stuff 30 years ago, that's the thing that always came up. Well, I wish I'd learned this when I was young. I wish I'd learned this when I was young. And it is really beautiful to see a couple mm-hmm. in their 20s in their first two years of marriage come in here and do this. And the 19-year-old on YouTube that's watching and doing this stuff. And yeah. uh, that's just, man, there's so many dollars involved where that's going to take someone. How you've got all those decades in front of you to go do amazing things with money it can be done at any age that's right and but man oh man when you do it at this age you gotta woo it's a, when you, oh the compound i mean we were talking about compound interest in another segment but i'm like it's true the earlier you start and man when they're able to just put money away they're gonna be able to give like crazy yep because they're gonna have the income they're going to invest this early on in life yeah. which is incredible buy a home pay i mean all of it it's just yeah you get a jump start so and it was them that decided it that's the thing too is you wake up one day and say we have six figures of student loan debt we're gonna take care of this it's a hockey stick life up and to the right baby this is the ramsey show Scripture of the day, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Queen Elizabeth II passed. Our condolences, rest in peace to the royal family. Oh my goodness, what a lady. She said, it has always been easy to hate and destroy. To build and to cherish is much more difficult. Very true. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. With free samples, free shipping, and new promos they run all the time, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best possible deal. Today's question comes from Cindy in California. If you donate to charities like Animal Rescues, local fire, police, and rescue departments, pro-life pregnancy centers, neighborhood schools mission trips and uniforms for a little league team are these are these things tithing or does it only count if you give to a church or religious religious organizations it feels so good to help and show thanks for the work people do but we would like to know where this falls in our monthly giving that's a great question Cindy I mean the the technical term for the tithe is giving a tenth and specifically to your local church so if you want to get legalistic about it with direct um, phrases and direct terms, uh, that is what the tithe is. So technically, donating to your a little league team is not a technical tithe. But if you just want to say, hey, you know, uh, we want to give 10% as a family and we're going to give that to these things and that's going to be our giving for the month, uh, then that's totally up to you. But as a, for me personally and our family, as an evangelical christian we tithe and then anything above the tithe uh that we give to these things that you've listed uh or other things that we're passionate about we give above the tithe but we personally give that 10 percent to the local to our to the church that we attend 
Uh, but again, if that's not your conviction or your spiritual walk, uh, giving in any capacity is something that we recommend because you experience this level of selfishness in our world, right? That everything is focused on me. And when you give and open your hands, there is a selflessness that's created. And so that's the goal in all of this to know that, hey, we're opening our hands. We, we are not holding and hoarding money and we're letting money flow. And regardless of where we are financially, giving is going to be part of our story. And so how you do that really comes to your own personal values and personal convictions. Yeah. So the, when you say tithe, um, if you just mean generosity and you're not a person of a certain faith, then then this is perfectly fine. You know, if you just are substituting the word tithe for generous, and it happens to be 10% of your income that you're being generous from. But the tithe is a religious term, technically, and it would apply to uh, primarily evangelical Christians observe the tithe and prime, and Orthodox Jews. And so, um, you know, the, and, and in both cases, we're following scriptures uh, that give us an indication that we're supposed, it's Old Testament uh, indications that the tithe goes to the storehouse, and the storehouse in the Old Testament had two primary goals, and that was to feed the widows and orphans and to uh, feed the Levites, which were the pastors, the priests. And, um, and so that's your local church, and that's where that teaching comes from and why evangelical Christians and why Orthodox Jews of, of, you know, of most ilks, there are certainly nuanced, that give a tenth of their income, but never even... Even properly observed within those religions, it shouldn't be legalistic. It shouldn't be like God loves you because you tithe or he hates you because you don't. That's just not true. Uh, there's nowhere in Scripture that says that. Uh, but there is a lot of Scripture that talks about giving and about generosity and about tithing, and it's because of what Rachel was talking about. God is trying to teach us to be less uh, selfish and more other-centered, and giving does that. It shifts you. It changes your character. And that's why giving pe people who are generous have a tendency to prosper because they end up having an other-centered character, and they're very attractive in that regard. But, uh, you know, we don't ever want to get real technical. But the technical, you know, if you're going to do a Bible study on it because you go to a church, uh, an evangelical church, then that's what you would probably hear and I would agree with. Uh, but I don't impose that on, say, my Muslim friends. Uh, tithe is not in the Quran uh, that I can that I know of, unless one of you Muslim friends wants to teach me about it. But I've had a lot of fun discussions with you, and I don't think it covers that. The Quran hates debt. I do know that, uh, big time, uh, and usury, big time. But uh, uh, but I don't think there's a tithing mandate there. Uh, but so anyway, you know what what that amounts to is: is are you defining that as generosity? And 10% of my income is just going to generosity, and I'm not a person of faith that uh, uh, is a church attender or a synagogue attender, then, yeah, that's perfectly fine. What you're doing is great. Yeah. Giving is, you, you're never going to, I mean, not, I'm going to say never, but seldom are you going to be generous and look back on it and regret it. The only time you regret it is if you figure out you gave to something you got scammed. But yeah, <laughs> and true. I've had that happen. But but oh, they didn't really have a need, did they? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's different. But uh, that means I got some work to do in my giving process. But uh, uh, but by and large, yeah, it does feel good to help and show thanks to the for the work people do. I agree with you, Cindy, and and we want to encourage you to do that. The very first line on your budget sheet in every dollar 
or if you get the old sheets out of the backs of the books I've written over the last 30 years, there's always budget sheets in there. The very first line is always giving. It's always generosity. It's always charity. It's always a, a line like that. So the very first thing you should do in your budget is to, to allocate some money to give. Because for a Christian, tithing is off the top. It's first fruits before you do anything else. And that's just the tithe to your local church. Now, that's a great discussion, though. Um, so you just got to kind of interpret what she meant in the email and where she's coming from yeah, exactly. Good. But, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Colton is with us. Colton is in Spokane, Washington. Hi, Colton. What's up? Hey, Dave. Hey, Rachel. How are you doing? Better than we deserve. How can we help? So I'm calling. Uh, my wife and I are almost to baby step three. We are uh, just a couple thousand dollars left to pay off, and we I just accepted a new job in um, Tennessee. So my company is going to reimburse me for my move, but uh, we currently don't have the money to make the move. They're not going to re- actually give me the reimbursement until a week or two after I get there. So have you asked them to advance my, it because you don't have the money? Yeah, we, we talked about that and they, they said that there was with the policy I work for the government and they just, you know, whatever the policy that they had in place, they weren't going to authorize that for me. Okay, so what have, what have you got to move? Um, we have a four-bedroom house and uh, two vehicles, which we'll end up probably just driving ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And then our five kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you put them in the vehicles. Yep. Yeah, yep. okay. And so then, you've got so some furniture the, the to house. You got some furniture to move out of a four-bedroom house. We have some furniture to move, and we have we have a pretty uh, you know pretty good deal with a movie moving company already. Um, we have um, have that in place. I, I feel like it's gonna it'll be cheaper than like a U-Haul or or a U-Pack kind of deal. Um, so that just leaves basically food, How much? gas, and what's that? How much does it cost for the for the movers? Yeah. Um, See the the quote that we got was uh, about forty five hundred. And you got the money, you said. Yeah, we have the money. We have the money for, uh, or we we paid we paid half of that um, uh, a few months ago. We we booked it in advance, and then uh, we don't have we don't have the remaining. Uh, but I don't think that we're, we don't owe them uh, owe that until after we get there. Until after you get to Tennessee, or after you get the reimbursement. Until after, yeah. Once once we get to Tennessee, like we'll we'll get a bill for the remaining. So so that part, yeah, is fine. Okay. I mean, I'd sell a bunch of stuff, is what I do, and then I go work like extra. All you need is gas to drive some cars to Tennessee, dude. You're there. You can do it. It sounds and like two thousand bucks yeah. for the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, go 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 deliver pizzas for the next three weeks like a crazy man, and um, and, and have the large world's largest garage sale, and that'll lower your move bill too. Because don't move a bunch of this crap all the way across the country. It isn't worth the cost to move it, most of it. So that's the truth of all, most of our houses. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. We just launched a brand new audience survey for the Ramsey Show, and we'd love your feedback. You could be entered to win a $500 Visa gift card. No purchase necessary. Take the survey at RamseySolutions.com slash survey. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like the Dr. John Deloney Show. Mental health challenges and hurting relationships happen to everyone. 
but they don't have to define you. I'm Dr. John Deloney, and I help people navigate through the messy things in their lives on The Dr. John Deloney Show. I'll walk alongside you as you face parenting, marriage, and other relationship challenges, and I'll walk alongside you as you try to connect with people, as you face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn how to change your life. Listen, I want you to be well. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.